Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hello, welcome to Inside Conan. An important Hollywood podcast, especially now that there's nothing else happening in Hollywood. My name is Mike Sweeney. I'm a writer on Conan. I'm Jesse Gaskell, also a writer on Conan. Conan at home right now. Right. We're talking about how a show, a TV show, a late night TV show uh, is being put together when uh, no two members of the staff can be in the same room together. (laughs) It's an interesting process. Usually we do everything for it within a big group hug. Yeah, exactly. Usually there's way too many people. It's like, Hey, do we need all 30 of these people to make this thing happen? But right now it's all Conan. By himself at home. Yes. He finally learned how to use a computer. I think he hates his home office now because it's now like the room of pain for him. He has to go in, start up the equipment, do everything by himself. And I literally think when this all is is over, he's just going to seal that room off and never go in there. Yep. Burn it to the ground. And our, I mean, our job's gotten really weird too. Yeah. First of all, there's no schedule. We used to have a very precise daily schedule. Yes. And now it's kind of all like no, all it, over the place. Conan shooting things in piecemeal and then they're being stitched together into a show. Mm-hmm. And so interviews can happen at different times. But then, uh, you know, Matt O'Brien, the head writer, is still trying to figure out what the comedy is going to be for the next day's show. And that determines... Conan's introductions and so that that all has to be sorted out and and that could be recorded at any time during the day so and you you said you experienced something where something you wrote like all of a sudden you got a frantic email like we're recording it now yeah there was no notice well on Friday I got an email that was like oh is the script ready for that sketch because Conan's Uh gonna do it right now and so I frantically finished the script and sent it off and then Conan wasn't able to get to it, I think, because he was recording a podcast. Uh, and then he was supposed to do it today. But then by noon, Matt hadn't even heard from him. <laughs> and so we just put it off. But then Andy's in it. And Andy's like, oh, I'm taking my dog to Petco to get groomed. So now I have no idea when it's happening. Petco is an essential service to groom an animal? I guess so. I'm calling the police. <laughs> I call the police on Petco and Andy. <laughs> I want them all jailed. 
We haven't recorded it yet. I don't know what's oh, okay. going to happen. We'll but there's see. a lot of a uh, of hurry up and wait kind of. Right, 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 right. But that's okay because there's so much else to do at home. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I'm not complaining because yeah, it's not yeah. like I have anywhere else to be. I oh mean, no, I am complaining. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. But then, I mean, we could uh, explain the way that we're actually shooting things. So, as right. writers, when we write something, uh, we log into the Zoom with Conan and Andy, then we have to make ourselves invisible and mute ourselves. You have a little confab at the top where you can all see and hear each other. And then once it's time to record, you deep six yourself. Disappear. Yeah. And then we are just lurking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever left your mic on during that by accident? And no, thank God. Oh my God. That would not be good. Well, because that happened, right? It did happen. I, I happened during an interview, I think, the producer, Jeff Ross's microphone, he accidentally turned it on and then got a phone call. <sighs> so he was gabbing on the phone. and But I don't, I, for some reason, uh, I don't Oh, wait, think, wasn't he making chili? I think he was bragging about the chili. Oh, the chili so, he just made. Which so. is so perfect because we always joke about how much Jeff Ross loves soup. You're right. It's one step away from soup. <laughs> it is. It's Mexican. That chili is a soup. Type of yes, let's call it a soup. It's <laughs> He's lucky he was talking about chili. God knows. Oh, I, mean, I know. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was but chili. We, it was we left it in the show, right? Yeah, because it was, it was uh, Frank Smiley, uh, the producer of the bit of uh, that interview, left it in. It was just it was during was Russell Brand funny. interview. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like two a.m. in London for Russell Brand, and he's oh wow, you know, staying up doing this interview, and then this voice from outer space comes on. <laughs> anyway, we have a great show today and we, we thought we we'd do. talk to one of our, our writers on the show. Yeah. Who can talk about, you know, more about the writing process. And also we wanted to talk to her. Her name is Lori Kilmartin because she's a really great stand-up comic. We've had her on before. She works all the time. We make fun of her because she's constantly doing stand-up yes. sets. And that's even true now in quarantine. Yes. She's, she's still she's, performing all over the world. All over the world, thanks to Zoom. She's doing sets literally all over in different countries. Yeah, We're, this was really cool. I wanted to hear about how yes. stand-up is still working right now exactly. as an industry. And she had the answers. And more. So why don't we chat with Lori Kilmartin right now? Okay. Hi, Lori. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. You guys, thanks for having me back so quickly. Sure. It's been a, a couple years, right? <laughs> oh my God. Feels like it. <laughs> it. Hasn't been that long, but thank you for making time in your busy daily schedule for us. <laughs> you know what? I actually do not have a set tonight, but I, I will have sets like for the rest of the week. A stand-up comedy set. You currently have a brick background for your virtual Zoom background. Do you do that when you're doing stand-up shows? I do. It's just to get me in the mood, to get the Zoom audience in the mood. You know, they're all sitting on their couches, and I need them to know this is a professional show. (laughs) They should have backgrounds with, with, you know, couples sitting behind them at little tables. Uh, in the round. Oh, yeah, they should. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's actually a great idea if people can really, figure it out. Uh, you should put the name of the club. You're, oh, I guess you're you're clubless, right? Are you doing, I mean, we might as well talk about now the stand-up set you're doing tonight. Is it affiliated with a particular comedy club or? 
No. Um, yeah, it's a lot of different clubs are just sponsoring comedy uh-huh. shows. They're kind of uh-huh. learning how to do it. I did a a benefit for Flappers, which is a last comedy week. Flappers in Burbank. In Burbank. Yes, yeah. it's for Flappers and uh, Maria Bamford headlined, and Jackie Cation and I each did a set, and we had like almost three hundred people. Wow! And so they pay, and that's is that bigger than Flappers capacity? It's a fire I hazard. Think- <laughs> it's it's close to their capacity, but that's, you know, it's just one show that they got, you know, they usually have like 20 shows a week or something like that. So, wow. uh, well, you do 20 shows there. A week. <laughs> yes. So you they are, kept the door. <laughs> you're legendary on the writing there. There's several standups on our Conan writing staff. I don't think anyone does more sets per week than you. Well, it certainly has paid off in my level of success. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I have you to say. You work all the time, man. You'll headline across the country. Don't get you don't me do it for the money. You. <laughs> you do uh, it for the pure art of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, so 300 people signed up for this and they all paid, I assume. Flappers sold tickets uh-huh. and then they, they got a, the Zoom link after they bought a ticket. And yeah. uh, they were 10 bucks each. So they made maybe like 2500 for that night. The, the club did. Wow. Um, and they didn't have to pay, you know, bus boys. And yes. So sure. all profit for them. Oh, well. yeah. They're oh, yeah. They're living large. <laughs> like well, all clubs now. <laughs> horrible new view into the future. So those 300 people, I assume all you can't see them, but you can hear their mics. You know, you, in Zoom, you could there's gallery pages. Right. And so there was like, I don't know several pages, you know, like in the twenties of pages of people. And wow. so I, you could kind of flip through the pages while the other comics were on stage and check out, check people out and see who's doing what. And it's also a way for whoever is hosting this show to kind of figure out who's making noise. If someone's mm-hmm. making noise or if someone's heckling, you can, they, so they them. don't have to mute themselves. You want to hear the laughter, I guess. You the want best to hear the laughs, to, right? Yeah. The best way to do it is to mute everybody and unmute about 10 people. Um, <laughs> but not everyone's doing that. So sometimes it's a mess, but one show I did recently, they had VIPs. And so people could apply to be a VIP in the, in the showroom. And they're sort of promising they're not going to be on the phone. They're not going to be taking calls or whispering or rustling papers or anything like that. You can still get laughs when you tell a joke if the audio doesn't screw right. up. I mean, there's there's like a lot of little things that can go wrong that make you feel terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but that, that more terrible than usual. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. You know, it's a substitute. It's it's not a great one, but it's OK. And it is a way for some comics to make money. I mean, people yeah. do Venmo you after the show and stuff like that. But it's oh, wow. de- it doesn't replace real no. comedy work. And, or anything like that. I guess it's a way to stay sharp until we all get to, until, you know, Gretchen Whitmer frees us up, guys. Free America so we can go out. Um. <laughs> I have to ask this. When you look through the pages of people in the audience, are some people doing weird stuff or like trying to be funny? A lot of people are holding pets. Um, okay. <laughs> people, people look like they're clutching onto anything to feel some sort of comfort. Like I've, I've never actually felt like comedy was more necessary. Like usually at a standup club, you know, people pop in and you, you don't know how they got tickets. Sometimes it's like a group on or they were forced into it by friends or something. And it, it feels like everyone who takes the time to download zoom and go in and, and figure it out really, really wants to be there and really, really wants to hear the show. And so yeah, for the true. most part, they seem more, uh, 
grateful <laughs> that <laughs> a regular audience, because after the show, a regular audience will, you know, come up to the comic next to you and go, you are my favorite. And you're like, I'm right here. <laughs> the people that are there seem pretty grateful that they're getting a live show. I think people are getting sick of content in a way. And like their spouses. <laughs> yes. But I mean, even if you watch like Netflix or something, if you watch a special, it's, it's you know, obviously highly produced, but I think people like the the potential for things to go wrong and and everything and and the live element of a of a Zoom show. That makes ah. sense, Laura. You mentioned something I was really keen to ask about, which is hecklers on <laughs> Zoom. Are there hecklers on Zoom? There. Well, and you're really good at dealing with hecklers. We have to say, Lori's like legendarily good at it. Oh yeah. Well, you know, in a club it's different because you can see them. Like it's right. if you get heckled and you have to scroll through eight pages of people, <laughs> it's 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 ruined. Who you said can't, that? That's <laughs> you show <can't>. yourself. <laughs> I'll scroll down so to you. Don't make really me scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that kind oh. of messes with that. What um, kind of asshole? Hecklers, would... as much as um, people not realizing their whispers can be heard, or mm. there's a lot of there's people just moving papers, and that will destroy a joke for 150 people because someone's moving a pile of papers over. It's <laughs> it's stuff that they don't realize. So, Lori, so you said big clubs are organizing shows right now. What about um, like smaller indie type clubs? Yes. Is that I, happening too? I'm, I just uh, said yes to a show out of Boulder. It, it's weird because you can do any show as long as you're awake That's at that true. time in that time zone. Uh, Jackie Cation just did a show uh, like 11, 11 in the morning for European fans. Oh, <laughs> and they had a bunch That's of people great. sign in. So it, it yeah, is. You could do a world tour way. right now. Finally. <laughs> I could. <laughs> the great cities um, yeah. of Europe. <laughs> for the East coast, most of the shows start at nine and then West coast is 6 PM. So that's how most of the American shows are kind of using that time frame, So everyone mm-hmm. can log in as I, many people as possible. I love that everyone's at home and they're still sticking to like, oh no, 9 p.m. Yeah. Which I, I thought everyone was asleep now at 9. I'm in bed at 9, 10. Are you going to bed earlier than usual uh, under these conditions or do you find yourself staying up later? I have a 13-year-old son and Ooh. he does this thing where he finishes all of his schoolwork in two days because they give him the whole week on Monday. And then he lives like a rock star uh, <laughs> Wednesday through Sunday. So he's up very late. And um, if, I, if a I, rock star lived with their mother. Yeah. <laughs> there's certain limitations. <laughs> he uh, he loves he loves anime. So I started watching anime with him to, um, you know, be a good mom and be into his interests. Yeah, but keep I, an actually, eye on him. <laughs> right. The stuff he's watching was really good. So we, you know, we watch a couple episodes, like starting at 1130 at night. We'll bang out a couple and uh, then wow. I go to bed. Yeah. You are a good mom. Watching anime <laughs> with your child. That's, that's very impressive. It's really good stuff, Mike. You just don't understand. No, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm a manga guy myself. Lori's doing YouTube rants about anime now. <laughs> <laughs> but you, okay, so you mentioned you live with your son and your mom, right? Um, she lives that, with me. I'd like to point okay, that sorry. out. That's, <laughs> how, that's how it went. Your mother lives with, you, you take care of your mother, which is very saintly of you. Does that 
affect how you can perform from home? I mean, like, are you worried that they're going to hear something that you don't want them to hear? My mom knows that I want her to die. And so (laughs) she's not thrown off by my jokes. But um, my son doesn't know everything I'm saying about him. And I'm making some stuff up, too. So then I sort of, like, whisper it a little bit. But I, I do it from right here where I'm doing this. And I just put notes on the door, do not disturb, which my mom opens the door constantly. She'll, yeah, she'll that's her cue to come in. Well. <laughs> it really is. No wonder you want to off her. There's no excuse yeah. for that behavior. Does she watch anime with you and your son? That might be a No, really, no, no, no. That could be the no. bonding. That Maybe that's what's missing from your relationship. So your mother, did she barges in when you're doing stand-up? I, that, I would pay to see your stand-up show if your mother got it. <laughs> I know. That sounds great. You guys could do a team bit. (laughs) She doesn't barge in. She sort of wanders in. And so because I have like a a virtual background, I I just start to see pieces of her come into focus. And she (laughs) comes towards me. It's like a horror movie. Yeah, it is really. Because I have the headphones in and I'm talking. So I don't really, you know, I'm not. She's like the girl from The Ring. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Why don't we talk about uh, the writing? Because a lot of people have been, and by a lot of people, I mean uh, Jesse and I, we're curious. Now, people have asked how the writing's being done uh, for these Conan at Home shows. So, I mean, you write a lot of sketch comedy, but you also... No, I don't. Well, you (laughs) know, that's not true. You pitch a ton of sketch stuff. Oh, I pitch a ton. Oh, I pitch a ton. You you do tons of sketch stuff on the show, but, uh, but your enough. specialty is well, also I, I the can't. monologue. Yeah, that's the more fun part. Yeah. So I wish 
Is that the more more fun for you? (laughs) Yeah. I really loved our routine that we had when we were in the studio and I really miss it a lot. You know, like Brian and I would write jokes and then we'd, you know, get some feedback. We'd be in a little bit with Conan and then we'd have like a, maybe a 45 minute afternoon meeting or half hour with Conan, which Mm -hmm. is always pretty fun, you know? Yeah. And then we do the mono meeting right before the show, which is, you know, Conan in the dressing room sort of getting into show mode, which is hilarious. And it it was always just a ton of laughs. And uh, so I I really miss that structure, you know, desperately. Yeah. Yeah, Now it's, it's, I mean, you still are getting premises every day. You're still dealing with daily premises and you and Brian, Kylie, the other monologue writer are writing jokes. But then once you submit them, it goes through a different tunnel than usual. It goes into a tunnel of silence. A black hole. A black hole. hole. (laughs) And then you tune in. That's where our sketches go too, Lori. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, the black hole is it it allows your brain to just start working over time. And uh, so I really miss being in the studio. I really do. No, you do want that feedback on the Mm -hmm. stuff you wrote. Yeah. So do you start worrying right away? Like, oh, they didn't, you know, someone didn't like those jokes. Yeah. Or are you you mature enough to go? I expect to be fired during this podcast. (laughs) So if that doesn't happen, I'll be pretty happy. You assume that everyone else is on a group email talking about you. (laughs) And what a bad job you're doing. And they are. They (laughs) asked us to distract you with this podcast (laughs) as they chitter away about you. We're producing shows a day in advance. So everything is being fully sent to the network a, full, a, a day in advance. Yeah. So it's hard to be super topical right now. Right, right. And then Conan also has not done monologues most nights. Yeah, I mean, he's starting to do something where it's it's sort of like personal, which, you know, so we're just kind of writing more personal stuff. I think both Brian and I are just like, well, what's this like for me? All right, it's probably like this for Conan too, you right. know, in terms oh, of cool. worrying mm-hmm. about your weight or all that kind of crap. And so he seems to be incorporating that a little bit more into his opening comments so that's right. that's like something i can point to or something but yeah and plus the the news is um i mean it's always grim but it's horrific now so to do topical stuff is really hard you know including the delay it's just there's not many yeah. silly little news stories that you don't even want to take time to talk about, you know? No. Because even if something silly happens in Florida, you're still like, oh, but a lot of people are dying too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, uh, they're Floridians, so it's okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They Open don't season. have feelings. <laughs> but also, the lighter topics always used to be, oh, you can make fun of, you know, bad movies or TV shows or... Yeah. And then also sports occasionally is like fodder. Like, if none, of that, none of that stuff's around right now. It's all shut down. It's, it's all, all it's, shut down. It's, it's an acceleration of, like, when Trump was elected president, like, almost celebrities went away. Because he was the most famous person in the world and he dominated everything. He, and he sucked up all know, the oxygen. He did. Like, you, who cared about Kardashians after right, that? And who cared right. about a yeah. lot of stuff that we used to make fun of? And so, so that's a good that, thing. <laughs> I, I listen, I cheers to them. I miss them greatly. All three of them had different takes. Um, and now Trump is like before he was bumbling, but it, it wasn't in a, a way that had threatened the entire earth. I don't know. It just seems so, so much worse now what's happening to the United States that it's hard to even try to find a, an angle on him. That's, you know. I know, like we always think that there we've hit the bottom and then there's yeah. just a, 
a, that's a false bottom and there's another right. there's <laughs> yes. quicksand underneath that yes and then yeah, yeah. the whole imagine the whole second term it's going to be crazy oh no oh stop it <laughs> Yeah, so you're a heckler. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, paid my, I paid my fucking money. I want to heck. I want to heck. <laughs> no, but I think Conan's doing a little more, just just like a minute or two of personal stuff up right, front, which is right. something. So he's been yeah. doing a few things that he used to do in the writers' room. Like he'd come in and go, "Hey, ask me how I did in the f- when if he has glasses on. Ask me how I did <laughs> okay. in the fight, and then turn away, and then." Make his glasses askew and turn forward and go, pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Which so stupid. We would laugh at every time because, you know, we enjoy our jobs. And uh, no, but I love when he did it on the show. I, was, I know, and right. the fudge thing. And yeah. I mean, I for him, he was saying he literally was doing it in a vacuum, which really, you know, for comedian, obviously, the way you're talking about with stand up. It's it's really hard, and it's just him yeah. and an iPhone. And so the, now I think he has Matt O'Brien, the head writer, on Zoom simultaneously. So he's at least at least it's like there's one yeah. other person in the room. Yes, yeah. So that Matt can be just looking at his phone during. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of like a meet mix or halfway between podcast and and actual late night monologue kind of the energy. Yeah, you know? it's not yeah. so casual. That it feels like he's just talking. Right. It, yeah, because we still have time constraints. Right. Yeah. Like, L- like, yeah. like he and Matt talk every night. It's like, well, you know, based on the interview length, you know, you kind of work backwards. I mean, everything could be adjusted a little bit time-wise, like the interview, the comedy, and then his opening remarks. But yes, he's kind of reined into like, okay, this should be two and a half minutes. And then you throw to, you know, a piece with Sona or something like that. So yeah, yeah. He, is, he is reined in a that way are you uh, Lori? do you have the capacity or energy right now to write new material of your own like are you performing yeah, yeah stuff? I'm, st- I'm working on stuff yeah yeah uh okay. i don't want it to be all corona based though, right as a shelf life well luckily um, you still hate your mom during quarantine <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's weird like i i have this whole chunk about wanting her to die and trying to kill her <laughs> And I thought like I it's honed and I actually recorded it for an album. And I'm like, surely by the time this is out, she'll be dead. Like there's like, I can't revisit, like I kept thinking my life would change at some point, but it's like Groundhog's Day. I mean, my kids growing up, so that's a little bit different, but I'm like, I can't believe she's still here. I don't know where else to go besides I actually murdered her and it turns into a confession of a crime. Right. (laughs) I mean, if you did, yeah, you, there are so many confessions. <laughs> and, so you know, <laughs> I, there aren't a lot of uh, homicidal comics out there who, I mean, that, that would be a, a niche true. that you would own. That could be That's your true. stick. Yeah, there are a lot of thing. sex offenders, but not many murderers. That's <laughs> right. true. That's true. Except you would actually probably have to suffer consequences. <laughs> as women should. Yeah. <laughs> Including they'd play this podcast. As, uh, well, could she really have done it? Listen to this. She's been, she wrote a chunk about it. She literally said she was going to. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's uh, clearly holding on just for spite. So yeah. Maybe, I mean, she's maybe reverse 82. psychology. 
And she has respiratory problems. Like she's everything COVID was manufactured in a lab for. And yet she's still here. (laughs) And you're saying that you want her dead, but you have been safe. I mean, you're not going out and intentionally contracting it. No, I mean, I know that if one of us got it, it would be me. And I would be one of those tragic, like a tragedy, like, oh, we can't believe it. A cautionary tale. And then she would stay alive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I love the way Jesse's rehabilitating you. Well, you would (laughs) deliberately go go out and contract the disease. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, I I thought I should point out that Lori is a caring daughter. Very, very caring. Intentionally given COVID to her mom. So many comedians just openly, you know, have issues with their parents. And if you go away from stand-ups, people are like, wait, you can't say things like that about your parents. It's like comics all hate their parents. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so used to it. I hope we're not shocking anyone with these revelations. (laughs) I'm always, whenever I see, like, women will post that their mom is their best friend. And I'm like, brother, I I don't understand It's because their mom is standing over their shoulder looking at it. (laughs) Some of these Facebook (laughs) ladies believe it. I swear to God, (laughs) Jesse. I I can't believe when people take time off from work to go to a a grandparent's funeral. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's just an excuse to take time off. Thank you. Thank you. Count how many grandparents those people have. Yeah. <laughs> like 20. <laughs> My grandparents were, you know how they say like, oh, well, one grandmother's nice, but the other one's mean. All mean. <laughs> wow. So yeah. you zero out of four grandparents oh, were nurturing? Oh, for, oh, for four. <laughs> Their loss. I was a Made you child. who you are. <laughs> No, they sized um, me up and were like, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> we have a listener question for us to answer. And maybe this is something that Lori could weigh in on. Yes. Since she knows more about the the comedy scene right now. Hi, I'm Zach Conan. Uh, Solomon here. Um, I had a question for you guys. I'm a senior in high school getting ready to go to college. And I was wondering, as an incoming freshman, what are some things to do to get into the comedy world in terms of internships, jobs, maybe things to do at your campus. So just wondering if you had any insights as to what I can do during college to, to get into the comedy world. Thank you. This is a great time to get into comedy because <laughs> <laughs> all the clubs are closed. and <laughs> It's a great time to get into anything that's oh not my God. nursing. Become I, a nurse, Solomon. <laughs> Seriously, oh my God. Become a frontliner. The funniest stuff I see on like being created by like young people. I mean, so much funny stuff is on TikTok, you know? Yeah. Gosh, really funny. Um, I don't know how that gets monetized or if that leads to things. Um, Well, but but I think at that stage in your career, maybe you shouldn't be thinking about making money off of something. It's just about doing a lot of comedy and... True. And getting good at it. And getting good at it, yeah. And that's the time to be bad at it for a while. Yes. It, it, it seems like uh, if you can edit, that's a great skill to have. You, you talk about video editing? like Yeah, e- editing yeah. your mm-hmm. own stuff. Yeah. Yes. Even more so than performing, because you right. can sort of figure out how to make yourself seem better in editing, you know, right. once you get your... I don't that's know. True. I'm not really sure. It's a, it's what a, what an awful time to be... I feel well, so bad for this guy, for all these guys, you know? But, you know, probably every college now has 20 improv teams and uh, mm-hmm. 
stand-up nights or any, even like a um, satirical newspaper where you could meet like-minded mm-hmm. people, which is, you know, something you always hear, and it's true, is just meeting other people your age or roughly your age who are into the same thing is kind of a, a great yeah. starting point. You know, one thing he could do is he could host a comedy show. I mean, there's so many comics that where you could pretty much email anyone and say, are you available <laughs> Wednesday find them on Twitter. Yeah. They could DM them on Twitter. Yeah. Is, if he could get good at setting up a Zoom room, you know, and good at producing, which means just, you know, making sure everyone has the links that they need and talking to the audience and making sure they know what to do. He could host a show. He doesn't have to even be funny. He could just say, mm-hmm. um, this is my show. I'm hosting it. You know, maybe you could do a joke or two if you wanted to, but if you were nervous, you wouldn't have to just introduce the comics. And that's how, you know, you can kind of, kind of get into comedy, at least maybe get to know people a little bit. This yeah. is a, yeah. I mean, every stand up in the world is completely accessible right now. You know, you could, you and could, they don't have excuses for saying no. <laughs> right. I mean, you can, if, if there, there's some people that aren't doing digital shows at all, they refused, yeah. but I mean, you know, you can contact some comics in London and, you know, at 11 AM their time, they could do a show for, you know, you and on the East Coast or whatever. So yeah, that's a great suggestion. And we've had a couple interns from the Conan show who have gone on to produce comedy shows. I thought that was really smart. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Smart way to kind of make contacts and see a lot of comedy. Yeah. Dip your toe into it. If you can deal with all the the nerdy stuff around producing a a Zoom show, it's not a bad time to do it. Well, he starts college in the fall, I guess. And I'm sure by then everything will be back to normal. Oh, he's a high initiative. school senior. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a, he just graduating from college. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, he's just, you so know, he still I, has time. He to probably his actually mind. developed Zoom. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> an app developer. So he probably would know how to do better than any of us. We should start a pool. When, when do you think, if you had to guess, uh, like a comedy club would reopen? I know a couple, I mean, I'm sure they're all trying to figure it out. Maybe they're right. all talking to each other, but I know yeah. there's a club in Minneapolis that's already planning to, as soon as they can, have limited people in the showroom. Like you'd never be mm-hmm. able to pack it out until there's a vaccine. Right. Let's say you have, you have people six feet apart. Um, and then the rest of the people watching the show would buy tickets on Zoom. And oh, so maybe boy. the people in the showroom would pay a little bit more. And uh, then the Would Zoom they have to wear masks? In the showroom? Yeah. They Probably. Would. Oh, because brother. of the spray of laughter. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's, laughter seems particularly su- problematic. Yes. Awful. <laughs> it's really dangerous for the comic if it's, it's pretty being much aimed. a cough. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the audience would have to be back. And maybe there might have to be plexiglass up. Oh I mean, it, the more you describe it, the worse it sounds. And oh. yet yeah. everything sounds awful. But you're like, all right, let's. I mean, I've worked horrible gigs before I've worked (laughs) where there was like I was on stage. This is in like Elko, Nevada. And then there's a bar in front of me. And then in front of the bar was a line of like uh, quarter slot machines. And then the audience started sitting beyond that. Those are those are like concentric circles beyond all that. So. In terms, I mean, most comics have worked tell gigs like that. So you I win. Guess jokes- That's that might be the, the worst, <laughs> and I've heard uh, bad ones. The slot machines <laughs> really pushes that one over the top. Awful. Awful. So in terms of distractions, it's been worse. You know, it's just so it's strange. But I mean, we get used to that stuff pretty quick, just like we're getting used to this. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, there will probably be some things that come out of this that are good innovations, too. Like we may think, oh, this is better than it was before in some yeah. ways. Oh, well, the comic is on the other side of the brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Right off the bat, not shaking hands with the MC is right. great. I mean, Huge, yeah. who knows where those hands have been, yeah. what penises they were jerking off before the show. I know I, <laughs> I've always gone, why did I just touch this guy? <laughs> Especially because I know this one. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> you might, you might bring your own microphone now. <laughs> yeah. When I did shows, I think it was March 15th might've been my last show in New York. Yeah. And I brought my own phone. It was cover. like the last possible day that it could <laughs> probably. It, yeah, it, was like a, it was a Sunday brunch show, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I brought my own foam cover to put on top of the mic. A cute one that's that's personalized. That's oh, just yeah, like, with, yeah. With my closer callback yeah. buzzword on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with sell, your Twitter you can handle. sell them after the show. Sure. Oh, yeah. Set up a little These table are my... in the back. <laughs> or one that um, is red so that you could put it on like a clown nose. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, I, <laughs> oh what is I that awful? I, I can't count the amount of money I'm going to make after this ends. <laughs> Lori, cool. thank you so much. Yes. Thanks, you guys. This was really fun. And it was guys, a lot of fun. Lori was totally joking about, uh, you know, wanting to offer mom guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a comic does. You should end this with a gunshot. That would be great. <laughs> you could just... Add that in post. That's a good cliffhanger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was it Lori or was it her mom? <laughs> and did Lori kill herself? I oh, mean, yeah. so many questions. <laughs> so many possibilities. Was it Atticus's anime show? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lori. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. S- see you in a few hours. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> and that was Lori Kilmartin, her confession. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To killing her mom. Yeah. But as long as her mother doesn't, or the authorities don't listen to this podcast, <laughs> uh, everything should work out. Peachy King. I like to imagine, because I listen to so many true crime podcasts, that maybe real oh. detectives listen to this. She's kind of auditioning, <laughs> I think, for a real oh, crime podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe yeah, some... Yeah, she wants to be her own Dirty John. Right. And maybe a producer from will reach out and say, okay, you know, if you follow through, yeah. we'll have you on. <laughs> At this point, though, is one murder really enough for a podcast? It depends how you do it, you know, if you if it's yeah. really special. I one elderly murder feels like not even. <laughs> you shouldn't even have to go to jail for that. <laughs> uh, well, that's our show for this week. Yes. And we'll be back next week. And also, you know what? We love the questions fans have been sending in. We do. And if you would be interested in doing so, you can email us inside Conan pod at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 323-209-5303. Yeah. We love hearing from you. Yeah. And we'll be back next week unless we're dead. And either way, we like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Jen Samples. Engineered and mixed by Will Becton. Supervising producers are Kevin Bartelt and Aaron Blayard. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best.
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 